Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to episode 78 of the OT's Get Paid podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing how to plan the next 90 days in your business. As most of you know, here at OT's Get Paid, we have three pillars. One is increasing your profit, second is increasing your clarity, and third is increasing your impact as an OT entrepreneur. And today, this activity, this episode is to help you move from overwhelmed to ah, clear. And that is through planning. This is another episode in our productivity series. If you have not already done so, please go and grab the strategic planning doc that we have in our show notes. Additionally, you can listen to season one, episode 14, which is the number one plan that makes money in your business, which is building a strategic plan. We go through the overall strategic planning, which includes three-year goals, one-year goals, and 90-day goals. One of the questions I get most often in working with people in the road to 100K and in the 100K club and in a CEO payday is, Trish, how do I move from my three-in-one-year goals to those 90-day goals? And the second is, then how do I plan it every week and every month? And these next two episodes are going to address those particular questions. We are going to dig deeper. Many have said that bottleneck is the quarterly, monthly, and daily tasks, and I will work with you in the next two episodes on that. Before we begin, I want to discuss the concept of capacity. It is a very important discussion and concept to have when discussing productivity. If you've listened to the last two episodes in our, the first two episodes rather in our productivity series, you will notice that there is a theme running through and that is a theme of nuance and a theme 
of wellness. We are not on the hustle train. We are not just get your nose to the grindstone, people. I know you know how to do that. <laughs> Let's discuss capacity. At present, I identify as a person with less capacity than the average bear. I have been living with health challenges in the last year plus a bit. And additionally, as much as I am proud of being a single parent and raising my teens, I have to admit that does really have a capacity limit to me, especially over the last few years. Our family has gone through some real challenges that I have navigated for my young adult children. How about yourself? Do you have capacity limits? This is a discussion from Tara McMullen in her podcast, What Works? And do we all really have the same 24 hours as Beyonce? It's important to understand that this is a privileged discussion. Tara McMullen in that episode asks, can you hack yourself to produce more in less time if you have true capacity limits? I believe if we are leaning into fully understanding ourselves as holistic beings, as OT entrepreneurs, we cannot skip any step. You know, I've said that owning a business will throw your crap right back in your face. We are, it is a very mindful activity to be an OT entrepreneur. And I also want to recognize that most every OT entrepreneur that I've spoken to is a type A. They identify as an achiever or an overachiever. Heck, I'm an Enneagram 3, which is an achiever, and one of my Clifton strengths is achiever. <laughs> I do not think I am rare <laughs> in that type here as an OT entrepreneur. I bet most of you are saying, I'm an achiever too. I have a great family. I have great support. I have a wonderful education. I have health. You know what, Trish? I don't have a lot of capacity limits. I could be doing more. And I want to remind you that as a type A person, as a person who is likely identifying, self-identified even as an overachiever, that I bet you're already working at a very, very high level. I bet you're already doing so much. And if you want to lean into that, you could argue that you are already functioning at a high, high, high capacity and then expecting more of yourself. Those of you who listen to this podcast with some frequency know I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the Glennon Doyle podcast. However, my sister sent me a brilliant quote from one of her more recent episodes with Tracy Ellis Ross. And Tracy Ellis Ross has a friend who says to herself, be gentle to yourself a thousand times and then do it a thousand times more. And that reminded me of one of my dearest friends, Kate, who Anytime I text her with a complaint or anytime we're hugging and to say goodbye and she just wants to give me an extra little pat on the shoulder, she says, be gentle with yourself. Is it a surprise that my friend Kate, I'm just putting this together now as I'm saying it out loud, lives with a chronic illness? Hmm. And maybe that's enough. Maybe rest and clearing your head and giving yourself grace that capacity is what you need to hear today to feel productive and planned for the next 90 days. And that's wonderful. When you feel like you want to learn more, come back and listen. And those who want to learn more in a practical kind of digging deep kind of way, we're going to jump into that today, right now.
So you'll notice I talked about 90-day goals and then the next episode really about planning your week. And I bet you're going to say is where did the monthly plan go? We don't talk a lot about a monthly plan in the Road to 100K or the 100K Club or, you know, even in our company. And I'll be talking about how you break things down per month in this episode. But really, I want to reinforce, because again, (laughs) overachievers, you need time to bring ideas to fruition. Mel Abraham is always saying, the best thing is a 90-day plan over a 30-day plan, because a 30-day plan really doesn't allow the arc of things to go from project to completion. And I want you to remember that. There's a trajectory versus just a direction. And again, I know so many of us, because I've spoken to so many of you, and so many of you have now gone through one of our two programs, is that everything is not urgent. The Eisenhower Matrix should... Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley? As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my clients started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. Was us that there is a big difference between importance versus urgency. And when you start to follow the prompts for planning the next 90 days in your business, which are coming up, I really need you to get serious with that because I know you understand that with your head, just like you understand the previous concept about rest and capacity, et cetera, et cetera. And yet what I see by default is as everyone feels overwhelmed, they don't know what to do next. Everything feels urgent, and that is just not the case. All right. If you have your strategic plan in front of you, not if you're driving. (laughs) Many of you listen to this in the car, I've heard, and walking, not if you're walking. You will see that down the left side of the template, we have three-year goals. The middle is one-year goals, and the right side of the page is breaking that down into quarterly goals. Again, a reminder. When you are choosing areas to focus on in your strategic plan, you cannot choose all of them. And there's a list of seven. The most common ones that people from zero to 100 and 100,000 to about mm, 400,000 a year are choosing areas of focus that are in operations, finances, and marketing for the most part. So these prompts will have to be aligned with those areas. Let's look at some of these prompts that I want to ask yourself when you are planning the next 90 days in your business. The first is, what season are you in? Meaning, many I have heard can throw incredible summer programming. Summer programming is huge for you. 
And yet perhaps that is not the season that you are in as a business owner if you have young children and you want to take that time off. Many people also say, oh, well, nobody's going to buy anything between American Thanksgiving and, you know, the Universal New Year. And those can also be assumptions. So the second prompt is, do you have enough data? Have you looked back? Do you have a real pattern and market research, if you don't have those patterns, to know that that is the case? The seasons, at least, of your customer, not necessarily the seasons of yourself. And be honest. The honesty can also be about the seasons that you have as a business owner, as a CEO. Again, those of you who listen to this podcast know that for many years, I took the majority of the summer off with my children, even when running Spring OT, my pediatric bricks and mortar from afar. And the last few years, as my children have become busier, you know, one of them went out to university, then the second, I was like, yep, it's time for me just to keep working all summer. And that happened in two years in COVID. And it did not work for me at all, <laughs> like at all at all. And so what I found out was I needed to still take a very large chunk of time off in the summer. And so as many of you know, I went back to work in my old summer camp last July, and that did so much for joy and rest. And it was a non-negotiable. And I did it with fear, knowing that I had to do it. And interestingly, when I came back, I spoke to some other OT business owners in the online space, and they said, guess what? July was a tough month to get any new business. So please be honest with yourself with what the season looks like for your business and for yourself. The next prompt is I want you to draw uh, out your ideal calendar for each week and each month. What are the boundaries that you have and the priorities that you have? And that can be, I work well with my one-on-one -on -one clients or supervising my team in the mornings because that's when my brain is fresh. Or I don't want to hold a really important team meeting on a Friday because we miss a lot of them because of holidays. Additionally, as I keep talking about, what are the boundaries and priorities that are in self-care and leisure for you? Because we are beyond burnout. We need you to have a calm and a strong and a loving brain. One that will bust your limiting beliefs. Because every minute of every day, you're going to have a limiting belief about your business. We spoke about this in the newest cohort of The Road to 100K last week. So there is a balance. And for me, for example, the balance between how often I need to have a little walk, I'm done with hard cardio right now, how often I go to sing. It used to be once a week in the evening, and now it's one or twice a week in the daytime. And that I have some social time. It doesn't have to be crazy, but it has to be enough. It's a balance for me that allows me to be focused and productive. When my children were home, I absolutely had to stop working at dinner. There were no hands or butts because my brain was mush after, and I couldn't do it. And they needed me at that time for driving and homework and all of these things. So what is your ideal calendar for the week, for your brain, for your clients, for your team, et cetera, et cetera, and for your self-care and leisure. The fourth prompt for planning your next 90 days is thinking about what is the most important thing that you're going to focus on. 
What is the definition of success for you? For some, it is rinsing and repeating. You've hit a certain level and you want to just get better and better and you want to increase a profit margin and you don't need as much revenue, or pardon me, you can stay at the same revenue and increase a project margin. Let me try that again, a profit margin. (laughs) Uh, OTs get paid, we don't correct those mistakes. (laughs) Do you want to introduce new programs? Can you sell to your existing customers? Do you need to improve your customer journey? Have you nailed down your marketing? We can only focus on a few of those things, so you need to define what does success look like for that quarter for you? And again, there's many times where people don't like the answer. Again, let's be honest about your season, where you are slowing down to speed up. I don't know what podcast episode that is, but I know I have one that is literally called slowing down to speed up because of operations and having enough systems and processes in place, hiring the right people, et cetera. I do want to remind you that the top line should always be revenue. And as I alluded, for those of you that are making over 100K, it should be profit for sure. I know it sounds ridiculous, but again, this comes from really talking to my clients and really feeling that overwhelm as they know they're a business, but when they start to really chunk out smaller term goals, many, many, many OT entrepreneurs lose that clarity. And they often make a mistake of having a ton of ops goals, some killer marketing goals, and they're forgetting to even track sales. Sales tells us that your marketing has a return on the investment. And would you know exactly what marketing lever to pull to get more sales? Again, I know most of you, especially those of you in a service-based business, when a client, potential client calls, you got them. I've never heard anybody that's like, yeah, I've got about a 50% close rate. Nope. You're all operating like 90, 80%. When people call, they buy. When people trial your product, they buy. But do you know how to get them to that point exactly? This is something I'm really doubling down in, especially in the 100K Club. And if you want to find out more about this piece of sales, then book a call. We can talk about it together. So really, the last prompt before we talk about breaking down goals is when in doubt, I want you to focus on revenue generating activities. Revenue generating activities. Every month, what is working and what is not? So do more of that. Again, in this overwhelm and this, I have to do everything. Everything is urgent. I hear And I see OTs kind of pop their lid a little bit, like they kind of lose their brain. And it's so basic. And yet when I'm like, well, what was your revenue yesterday? What was your revenue the day before that? What are you doing today to generate revenue? Well, I have to work on my branding and I have to work on, you know, my invoicing and I have to work on cleaning the ball pit and I have to work on like, what is a real revenue generating activity? And that is what you should be doing. Let's talk now about taking those 90-day goals and what to do with them. We are going to address the month here, the month piece. I want to remind everybody that there is a difference 
between projects and tasks. <laughs> Without knowing I was working on this episode, a new member of the Road to 100K just said to me, I'm always checking things off my to-do list. But you're right, they're always tasks. They're not projects. Aha! So that's a way of getting yourself out of that overwhelm by not seeing everything as a task and not seeing everything as urgent. How do you do this? You do a good old-fashioned brain dump to turn a project into tasks. So what are the projects that are coming up for you in terms of, hmm, do I have a fabulous lead magnet? Do I know what our top three marketing activities are that generate an amazing return on the investment for us? Do we have enough testimonials from our clients in a way that is seamless and fluid? Do I need to hire somebody to do social media for us if social media is something that you think is going to work for you? Those become projects. And then we begin to break those down into tasks. Okay, are you ready? The next step is who is responsible for this? And it doesn't always have to be you. Again, I want you to get really, really, really serious. Most of you are visionaries. Most of you are business owners and not yet really owning that you're an OT CEO, but guess what? You are. And it is very difficult to also be the project manager, the action person, and the integrator. The person that has their heads up in the clouds, that is thinking of the new ideas, that is leading the company, that is, where do we go next? What is our flavor? What is our mission? Why do we do this every day? How can we grow? And then the person that, oh yeah, okay, well, we're going to do this project and we're going to break it down into bits and we're going to be like hyper-organized and deadlines, et cetera. And then most of you are also delivering a service. This is not easy. If you find this piece hard, then hire someone. You can hire a project manager. You can hire them as a contractor. You can hire a contractor ops assistant to work with you for three months. I recently hired a fractional integrator, which is somebody who's way, way up at the top on my level, not just an ops manager, somebody who reports to me, but like a real right hand, somebody who has their eye on every single KPI and every single role that the team has and all of the big, huge, hairy, audacious goals. And they had an opportunity to work with me and I didn't want to say no, but I also didn't know exactly how to use them. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'll give it a whirl. And we've come up with this idea of like a fractional integrator who comes in and helps me, even though I actually really like doing the big high-level planning, they're helping with that and then going to pass everything off to the ops manager. Staying in your zone of genius is very, very helpful for your job, especially if you already are on the ground, <laughs> literally if you're in pediatrics and providing that service. And then it allows you to work on things that, again, generate that revenue, which for a lot of you is the delivery of the service. The final step then is to put it into a project management tool, something like Trello or ClickUp or Asana. And we are going to dive a little bit deeper in our next episode on what that week looks like and how to plan it and how to manage that. Hopefully this episode has given you some nuance to think about 
around what is productivity and what is your capacity, how to plan the next 90 days of your business with some prompts, how to look at each month. And it has helped you get clear on moving from that overwhelmed to ah, feeling more clarity and peace in your business. Until next time. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. 